Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Obviously, we haven't seen each other since last Friday, um, so we're going to... We got a lot of things to get into, so we're going to get right into it after a kind of a whole week of um, kind of ups and downs. Um, yeah. So we're going to go into it with our with our first topic here to start it off. So obviously a string of weird games, lost a brutal one to Boston, a buzzer beater, probably the best buzzer beater that didn't count ever. Um, lost to Miami, then came back and then beat Miami at Miami without Joel Embiid, and then lost a weird one to the Mavericks, which I thought we were going to get dominated after that third quarter. Then we made that comeback because of Maxi. Uh, so obviously a lot of highs and lows this week. Um, Eric, you said this was going to be a really important and tough stretch for us. How are you feeling so far with what you've seen from our guys this week? Um, I mean, somewhat encouraged. I think that, um, you believe in moral victories, Eric? No, the reason why I say that is because it's like the Boston game. You would want to win that game, but we put ourselves in position to win that game. So you you feel like that was our game to win? Yes. Um, the Miami game that was disappointing, um, but I felt we kind of got the game there. It kind of was a swap. You know, we should have won the home game, and at Miami and at Dallas was sort of games that I was like, mm, I, it'd be tough. And as a back-to-back in Miami and going to Texas, like I, I kind of looked at that, these four games as the two and two, you know, journey. I was thinking that hopefully we can get them out two and two. That's what we did. We we didn't particularly win the games the way I thought we would win them. Um, but I thought coming out two and two was to me kind of what I was envisioning. Um, you would like to see us finish the game off. Um, against Boston, you know, that, that probably could have gave us the opportunity to be three and one. Yeah. That's probably the next step if we want to catch the two teams in front of us. And that's why the Boston game was even bigger because they had already beaten us twice and they're ahead of us. So now they have the tiebreaker, which means you got to have an extra game on them. Um, so from that standpoint, it was disappointing because of who we were playing. But the two and two, I'm, I'm fine with. Um, 
I'm not a huge moral victory fan, but I, I when it's convenient, I like I, I like them. <laughs> it's convenient right now, so let's let's, let's like them. No, um, I think this was an important stretch. I think the one later in the season's even harder than this. So we got to see how it unfolds. Period. Um, what five six road games in a row? It is going to be tough. It wasn't going to be easy. So, um. I think we should. We needed to win that Boston game. Um, giving up a huge lead to them sucked. We should have still won. We played their starters so well. I think that is the most encouraging part. Uh, we have their starters down pretty much. Miami, I just think, look, the more, the more desperate. They've been playing like crap, and they needed that win so bad, and we just didn't play like we needed it, which is sucks. We were still reeling off that Boston loss. Um, I thought we'd come out a little harder, but we came out and came out hard for that second Miami game. So that was, that was good. Um, they looked out of gas they looked like they expended all their energy on that first sixer game. And then they were like, oh, they're not going to, they're not going to win without Embiid. So they kind of just went out there thinking they were going to take it away. Um, the Mavericks, man, that game was so brutal. They just couldn't. It was one of those games where you watch every single bar like that's going in, that's going in. And they did almost they got a little cold at the beginning of the fourth when we came back, but man, that third quarter was like you're down by a lot, like a 2K, and you make it like rookie mode, so you can just hit all your shots to come can come back easily. That was insane how they did that. That was honestly the best case scenario for Kyrie and Luca. That that's why they did that trade right there. Um I that's just not that's not sustainable for them. So that 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 was going to stop at some point, but dude, Kyrie was, he was out of his mind. That, that was, I mean, that was just unstoppable. Um, so I must say my two and two was um, saying that we would, we had to be two and two winning the next game. <laughs> so when I was judging the, the record, I wasn't talking about the Boston game. Mm-hmm. I was talking about the Miami, the two Miamis and then the Dallas and. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. Question, those hard rumors aren't going anywhere. And there was a report that multiple Sixers think that he'll go back to Houston. Mm -hmm. Um, If they're acknowledging that, how how much do you think the rumors like that are are, are playing with the the vibe of the team? No, I don't think that. I don't don't think that's an issue because I think, if anything, guys aren't – they understand free agency. They understand he can do what he wants to do. So I would see more of let's go win this chip, and then you do whatever you want to do more than, man, I'm worried about next season. They're not, that's not how they operate and where they worry about next season like that. Um, the rumor's not going to go anywhere. Obviously, I mean, I said before, it was it, it could be free agency. It could be um, salary. It could just be what he wants to do. But that's what free agency is. He has the right to do that. Yeah. Um, Obviously, somebody wanted it out there. I don't know who that is. No, they got a be lot James. of people wanted it out there. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying. Like somebody wants it out there, and it's out there. So I don't. I don't think it's going to um, be an issue right now. But come playoff time, if you know someone's not performing, it, it's just going to be magnified. Do you think that puts more pressure to, like you said, if we win a chip, then nothing matters. But you, up, up until that, you think it puts more pressure to win the chip? Not right now. Yeah. 
Okay. I, I, that's what see you you have to almost see how the playoffs are going. Yeah. Um, I think it puts more pressure on you in the first round. It definitely puts more pressure on you in the second round because we haven't even got past that. Mm-hmm. So I think the playoffs, yeah, it, it'll be magnified because it's if you're performing well, you're not performing well. I mean, I think in general, the the, the playoffs is what it's really all about with this team. Yeah. Like, if yes. you can go through this season, it could be great or not great. And and that can either way it can all be erased by the playoff performance. Yep. I think these last few games can be erased by a Milwaukee win. Yes. That's what I mean, but that's that's the that's the stage though. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where yeah. this team is. It's like, okay, then you know, what are we gonna do? Because that's why in some ways we were talking about with the conference long a while ago, the conference finals, would that be enough? Like it kind of depends on how it goes. Yeah. And that's how, how you get how you get bounced. Yeah, it's going to – the whole thing matters. So I think with this James stuff and Joel and Doc and everyone else, it all depends on how we're playing playoffs. Even 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 P.J. Tucker move, everything comes down to, you know, the performance-based in the playoffs because that's where this team is. That's what you're being judged on now. Yeah, I just think a, a lot of Sixer fans are just more bringing up the fact that this is coming out now where, like, if you look at the other top two teams in the East, top three teams in the East and West, you don't really have much, like, drama or rumors coming out, but it's happening with us. It's just kind but of, they also don't have their second-best player or starting point guard as a free agent. Yeah. yeah. He's looked great, though. Um, yeah, he's played well. I mean, yeah, you know. he looks great. Uh, I like the McDaniels-Paul Reed. Um, combination. They look great. They they clamp down, man. That's got to be a thing going forward for sure. Um, Joel's Joel. I did notice Tobias was a lot more aggressive last night. Yeah. They made it a point to put him in in, in one-on-ones, make him be the focal offense at, at times. Well, um, I mean, you, you went on record and said Dallas liked him, so, I mean, it's, you know. Uh, yeah, you're right. There you go, Eric. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you try to help him go to the, you know, work that trade you've been yeah, trying doing, to work. Uh, yeah, every time they look at the, the dog, Kate looks at the dog, Doug's like, eh? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> you've, been trying to, you've been trying to work it, so. You like this guy, to, don't you? Know, do it in New the York. game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, but may, maybe you're right. Um, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, we need, we need him in, man. We need him in there. We need him like focused and aggressive and a part of the offense. Yeah. So, uh, one of the biggest, um, keys this week of, uh, kind of the one biggest takeaway of the week was, uh, Tyrese Maxey, um, who's now back in the starting five Wednesday was because Embiid was out. So we went with kind of a three guard lineup with Melton, Harden and Maxey. Um, and then. Uh, last night against the Mavericks, Maxi was in the starting lineup again. They moved Melton back to the bench, um, and both played well in the roles. So last night, Melton went 12, 6, and 7. Maxi last two games has gone and scored 27 and 29 points, um, and just looks more great. It, lo- it looks like the Maxi that we saw in the playoffs last year, and the Max that we all thought we were going to see all throughout the season. Um, 
And on the telecast last night, they also said this, that Doc is still fine-tuning the starting five, so this isn't necessarily what we're going to be our starting five the rest of the season. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought we were going to maybe, once Max was back in the starting lineup, that was it. He was going to go back to being in the starting five. But it, obviously, Doc's still retooling that. Um, but do you think if, if Maxi is kind of in the starting five again, do you think this means the six-man role for him was a failure, Eric? Well, you you know where where I was where I stood on the the whole six man thing. I, didn't, I I said from the beginning, this wasn't any this wasn't a move to benefit Maxi. It was only to quote unquote benefit the team. So that's what it showed that it didn't benefit him. I mean, the team performed well. They performed yep. well with him in the lineup, and they performed well with him not in the lineup, starting lineup rather. But it didn't benefit him. Yep. It, it, so it does. It did matter. I mean, you're wrong. His minutes were lower. His minutes was less. There was no way. It's not like they kept his minutes the same. That's why I was saying, like, if they keep his minutes the same and his role the same, but it, but when they moved him to the sixth man or the bench as a reserve, it was presented like nothing would change except for him not starting. That wasn't true. Not you're right. That wasn't true. No. Now, I have no issue with it if it if it was if how it was presented. That's what actually happened. That didn't happen. You you took a guy that was playing well out of the lineup off an injury, and his minutes decreased, his touches decreased, but we wanted the same production. Who are you kidding? How how you gonna get the same production with less? So you put him back in the lineup, minutes increase, touches increase, because he's proven that he can get touches because he don't need touches in the half court. He can go out there and he's almost a one-man fast break. Yep. That's He'll get more of that in his starting lineup than he will as a reserve because usually as a reserve, he's the guy bringing the ball up the court instead of the guy going up the court and receiving the ball. That's the biggest difference. So it does matter when he plays and who he plays with. From an effective, you know, being an effective standpoint. So yeah, I did a little deep diving into the splits, actually. So the minutes are definitely less. Uh, as a starter, he's averaging 36 minutes. As a bench, he's averaging 29. So that off the bat, big difference right That's there. Um, 23 points. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a lot. 23 points as a starter, um, 16 points as bench. Um 46 and 11 or 40, sorry, 46 and 41 shooting percentages, field goal on three, uh, compared to 45 and 37. A little dip of three, but not a huge difference, right? Um 13 shots per game on the bench, uh 18 attempts as a starter. It's a big difference too. Um, overall usage was listed was pretty same. It was about minus two percent off the bench, um, which you'd actually expect his usage to go up if he's being put with less less talented. Yeah, I mean, but usage players, right? goes down if you're bringing the ball up the court because you're just giving the ball up more so than making plays. True. Yeah. Um, when when he's in the starting lineup, when he catches the ball, it's to make plays. He's not trying to 
run the offense or set anybody up. He's trying to score the basketball. Yeah. So offense and defensive ratings are pretty close, pretty close. Um, so, yeah, so it wasn't as much as a starter benching as it was just a minutes thing, right? So they could have kept his minutes the same and, and still had him come off the bench, but. But but that, that's what I'm saying. That's how it was presented. Yeah. This is not what happened. He was still going to play 30 minutes or whatever. He's, it's, no. But I said it then. There's no way. It's going to be the same. It's not. It's It comes off as what? A demotion. Yeah. And that's how it looked. Yeah, well. <laughs> It was the only way to look at it. I said it then when it happened. No, this is not a promotion. This is not good for him. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they're not stubborn about it and they realize it and they rectified it. And maybe they will go back to him on the bench certain against certain teams. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people think Doc has a burner account on Twitter, and he's seeing all the the fan hate about having Maxi on the bench and also uh, not giving Paul Reed minutes. And the same week, he gives Paul Reed more minutes, and uh, Maxi's back in the starting five. So maybe, maybe yeah, you all won the maybe y'all just won the bench Maxi a couple of games ago. <laughs> he was already benched. Was it the Boston game or something? Y'all said he, he shouldn't be playing. So like, uh, like I think whatever I game that was. I think it was talking about um, uh, tra- trading him uh, during the trade deadline. Uh, I, I, I want- <laughs> ah, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that was me. I'm back on Maxi. <laughs> you're back on. You're back on the trade train or the Maxi train. I'm back on the Maxi train. He's back. Oh, okay. He's back and I'm back. <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> um, oh man. I mean, <laughs> I'm. If it's a good trade, I'd still do it. Uh, I don't know. It, with all these hard rumors, if he wants out, let's 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 give Maxi the keys to the kingdom. Maxi and MB baby. Keys to what? You mean you, you mean can't, you can't move? You can't move Maxi now is, until you get some stability on the James issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for damn sure. That's just gonna come down to, um, you know, James is working that. Him and his people, whoever putting this out there, is working that. Um, they they basically have started contract negotiations. Yeah, yeah, which I think that's what it mostly is. I I think it's it's money and years. That's what they want. He started the contract negotiation because he just. It's not like it'd be one thing. I keep laughing because it's like it'd be one thing if he left Houston like seven years ago. And he's like, damn, I miss it those days. It was like two years ago. It wasn't even that long ago that he wanted out of that place. Well, yeah, it's one thing if they were like built to win right now, and they are. Yeah, I, I mean. All they have is the money aspect. And, and in some fact, ways, in some ways, like, it's a decision, like, why would Houston do it? They, they get Brooklyn's pick anyway, so they don't need to. That's what I'm saying. Like, in some ways, why would they, you know, why would they do it? I, how petty. I'm just saying, if you're completely like rebuilding, if you're, if you're completely rebuilding, why would you do it? Yeah, and I've seen on those threads a lot of Houston fans. Some are like, some are just like you know that they gave their heart to, uh, to to Harden many years ago, so they just want him back under any circumstance to make it more fun to watch games. Other people are like, why? Why would we do that? What, what, what for? What's for what? Other than just to you know make it more fun to watch, but man, when they're losing most of their games. What hard's gonna ask out again? Like what I just don't get it. I I, I mean I, I, you know it doesn't seem to be the best 
it wouldn't it doesn't seem to be the best basketball decision either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For James and for them. Basketball decision. That may be the best comfort decision. Yes. And and you know, in some ways financial decision. Yes. But basketball decision, it doesn't seem like the best for e- for either one. Yeah. He um, still loves Houston. They let him where go James is in his career and where Houston is going in their career. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, he loves Houston. He loves going to strip clubs whenever he wants. He let him go to Vegas whenever he wants. No, I'm just, that wasn't the report, Eric. They, 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 he, he loves the fact that they can say, they'll uh, tell him, you score 30, do whatever the hell you want. Just be back by game time. Is it – so why can't the same they say that now because they – is running the sixes. Exactly. That, that, that was my report. <laughs> he was the guy who was letting him do that, and he wanted out when that guy so, left. So is, is it a different day in Houston we're talking about? <laughs> maybe maybe they, who is with us now, and Maury is not doing that anymore, though. And Hart doesn't average 30 anymore. That's another thing, too. So if we say, oh, yeah, go to, go to Vegas if you get 30. Well, that doesn't happen that often. So he ain't going to Vegas that much, I guess. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, all I can say to the whole Houston thing is like his buddy Eric Gordon, I think right before he was traded, like two weeks before that, he just talked about how it's the same thing every year with Houston. There's no improvement ever. And so kind of harsh words about Houston. And now James all of a sudden wants to go back to where his buddy just left. I don't know. I I, I think it's like like we said, it's posturing for a bit for a bigger deal. Yeah. There was a weird conversation between his him and people and Maury. Maury was like, eh, we'll see what happens. And the guy's like, Well, what? No, we can see anything, buddy. You're 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 opening those pockets. Yeah. He's like, hey, you know, let's talk after the season. He's like, all right, we'll watch this. Watch this report. I, I get my guys <laughs> put out right now. Yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, and, and, and by the way, pure basketball, he deserves it. Yeah. Whatever he's asking for, mass contract, the money, he is what they said they would pay him based off of. So, yeah. yeah. Right now, he deserves whatever he asks for. And he paid his dues by taking the cut, the, the cut last year, last offseason to free up more money for us. That's even like, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's added. Um, so I talked about Doc being on Twitter and seeing all the stuff, you know, about, you know, as a joke, seeing, you know, the fans wanted Maxie the starting five, wanted more minutes for Paul Reed. Another thing fans wanted was more Daniel House instead of George Niang. So that's what we're going to go with Niang with here. Um, so Niang is struggling big time. Um, since February 1st, he's 12 of 46, shooting 26%. Some fans want House taking his minutes uh, full-time, like we saw in Miami on Wednesday night, which he looked pretty good um, in, in those minutes. Um, and also, some people said, like, ha- uh, I think uh, Niang's made, like, one three since he dogged Ben Simmons in a, in a radio interview on um, in Philadelphia, which is also just kind of funny. Uh, but I want to get your take on his home and away splits. So, uh, upon doing research over this kind of drought that Niang's been in, I looked at his home versus away splits, and he shoots 7% a better at home than he does away, which comparatively to the other players on the team, there's really no difference between their home and away splits. There's maybe one or two percentage points. His is a 7% drop away, which is just interesting. Um, so I want to ask you, um, uh, Eric, what do you attribute uh, a home, such a big home and away split uh, difference uh, in his shooting? And is that actually something you're worried about? It's actually almost 8% now after last night's game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen this before. Some guys just more comfortable at one location. Um, I've seen in Philly where people shoot better on the road than at home because they feel that, you know, 
they were getting, you know, some guys were getting booed or you, know, you hear the moans and and you heard it more at home than you did on the road. So I've I've seen it the other way. Um, it's not shocking. I mean, it's I don't know. It's just something that you had to fix, especially if that's what's you're that you're uh, something the team is kind of dependent on you. You're doing just got to fix it. I, I don't think it's no because if you're on the road, that it's not like you're going to the same place every time. Like it's, it's different places. So uh, you got to make a move. You got to make a change. You got to, you, you got to make it happen. And, and if it doesn't, then that's when, you know, doc is going to go a different direction until maybe it does. So you know, I have no reason to, I've seen where, you know, even with myself, I've seen where guys struggle in particular locations on the road. But for it to be in each role place, uh, things I mean things will change usually when that happens. Page, are you are you more proponent of getting more minutes to Daniel House instead of Niang because of this drought? My question is this: Let's say this keeps going like the way it's going. Let's say it becomes nine percent and ten percent difference. At what point do you go with those percentages and play him less on the road specifically? Would these ever drive? Because, I mean, I know we're analytics-driven nowadays. If this goes the rest of the season and it gets worse, at what point are you like, all right, in the playoffs, maybe we play you a little less on the road to plan around this? Yeah, I don't I don't know if you particularly try to, you know, play them less on the road. I think you, you may – become what happens you just become a situational player instead of a rotational player yeah um you you give him a shot if he has it going you play him you give him a shot if he doesn't you go a different direction that that's you become a you know that's what you become i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say that yeah yeah you become a situational player instead of a rotational player so that's that's what that means you Certain situations where you're you're needed or you got it going, you get out until you got it going, and you play. If you don't, that's where it could be headed. And he's just under thirty six percent. So I mean, it's not. No, no, I'm just saying. I I would see that happening before him not playing at all. Yeah, yeah, just totally not. Yeah, I was gonna say though, his road bad split. It's thirty thirty five point six. It's almost on thirty six percent. It's not. I mean, it's not forty three when he's shooting on the run. I mean, that's crazy, though. I mean, that, that's it. and he's shooting a lot too, right? So, um, it, it's more of a his home splits are insane, and his road are just a, like you know still about league average. So it's like, yeah. um, you know. So basically, his road his road splits are like a good thibel game for us back in the day when he played for us. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm just happy that we're actually giving Daniel House uh, a chance again because I feel like we kind of went away from the House experience a little too fast. Um, and I think, well, him guarding his athletic wings, I think he's a better suited for that. Why, why do you think it went away from it too fast? What he do I think? almost half the year. I just feel like he wasn't getting enough minutes. I mean, I, I mean, how much? I mean, how, how many minutes was he getting? When we had Thibel in there, I mean, his minutes were kind of just pretty much just – he wasn't getting much time at all post – 
I mean, especially during that with that that twenty three game, uh, that uh, eighteen and four streak. I I don't think we even saw House that much. What streak? The eighteen and four streak that we had. I, I didn't really see much of House. And we're talking about getting somebody else minutes, and we were eighteen and four streak. <laughs> no, I'm just saying we we had, <laughs> we had seen much of them. I'm just saying. You see what you, you see what you're saying? Like yeah. maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't see much of him to you know maybe to say that he was a part of that problem, right? I didn't say he was a problem. I'm just no, saying, like, I'm not saying you just, said that. I told you all earlier in the season I felt Doc was playing too many guys. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely shortened it last game. It was a short, it was a tight rotation last game. Mm-hmm. He played Harold for like a minute or two, but outside of that, it was pretty it was pretty tight. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. House has a chance to maybe get his way back into those Niang Road minutes. Maybe. Like see more what we saw on, on against Miami. Um, he played a stellar thirteen seconds against uh, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I think he had to get a kickball in that like that short time frame he was in he was in the game. <laughs> um. All right. So we got game predictions. Uh, Saturday night we got uh the rematch of the ladder gate. So I'm excited for this one. Um. So Saturday night we travel to Milwaukee. Um. Saturday night basketball two weeks in a row on ABC. Um. Huge game, uh, and it's uh, one of two more versus the Bucks this season. We lead the season series one, but one game to nothing right now, and that's the infamous ladder game. Um, so there might be some extra juice in this one. I know we said that Giannis probably had this game marked on his calendar, so he just comes comes back right before this game, which is great. Um, right now, we are a five-and-a-half-point underdog at Milwaukee. Um, so who do you guys have on the Saturday night primetime game? Bucks. We won't cover you're gonna get killed, huh? Hmm. You're gonna get killed, huh? Plus ten. Uh, um, this is the one of those games I had marked a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. After the ladder thing, <laughs> <laughs> the moment Arrow came on the court, like, you're I, like, okay, yeah, cross this off. I'm going third, win third, third game of a road trip. I'm going win. No way. You I'm are going to win. Surprising. I, I, so, I think they, so do they play tonight? Let me ask because you guys don't always tell me when they if they play in the back. To, uh, back to <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't think Milwaukee's playing tonight. Oh, does Milwaukee play at night? Yes. Oh, um, no. 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 no? Oh, no way. Okay. <laughs> um, They didn't play last night either? No way. No, they didn't. No way. It's gonna be fresh. No way. I'm going to win, and if we lose, it'll be a heartbreaker. It's gonna be close. I think we'll cover that if we lose, but I think we win. I think um, Sixers tend to throw us off, man. Whenever we think like, oh god, we played the way we played yesterday, we're gonna get dominated by Milwaukee, and they come out and like play like lights out against a really good team. Um, they even do it within games. We thought that game was lost against Dallas. If we win sudden, this game. We win this game. It's because Maxi went for 35 plus. Damn. I like it. You don't think McDaniels could be the Giannis stopper? <laughs> hmm? You don't think McDaniels could be the Giannis stopper? He's not, he's not new to the league. He's just new to our team. Like, Giannis, Giannis has been doing what he's been doing. Like this, <laughs> It's not a Giannis stopper. Team better, he better have that help defense behind you. 
Paul Reed and Giannis uh, I think Tucker could put the, the Jokic clamps down on uh, on Giannis. <laughs> I will say, you know, Paul Reed had that good little spurt against uh, Giannis last year, and all that's why all Sixers fans became the pretty much the uh, the, the Paul Paul Reed supporters after that game, where I think the Giannis went for like like three for three for five in the like the the five minutes he played against him or something like that. It was just so, so- I, you, you, in the NBA, you can't call out um, primary scores, primary ball handlers as far as stopping them. You can't you can't call them out. They got it's too much volume. They'll get numbers on you. Mm-hmm. With even with great defense, they'll they'll get numbers on you. I also think it's funny that Harold did that, lit a fire under Giannis. It's not even in the rotation anymore for the next game. I was like, thanks, thanks, Montrez. We might we might see Harold if we if you think you think we're going to win if we potentially blow them out on Saturday, which I don't think it's going to happen. We might actually get some Harold minutes in Milwaukee. Is Joel playing Saturday? Um, I mean, there's no report. as of now, I think he is. Just making sure because y'all didn't tell me he was um going to be out Wednesday either. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, Embiid surprises even us sometimes. I wish I, I wish I knew what, what you know when he was going to play and when he wasn't. Um, yeah, it's pretty surprising, but yeah, I think I think we'll I think we'll pull it out. Yeah, it, it would suck to lose on national television again two two weeks in a row because uh, then you'd have guys like Stephen A. Smith Monday morning saying, "See, I told you the 76ers, you can't trust this team." And I, yeah. I don't, don't want to. Why are you paying attention to what Stephen A. Smith is talking about? <laughs> I, I, I like I like see what the the hot take uh, chatter is in the morning. He's a huge hot take show guy. Eric. I like I like listening to the, the, their sound bites. That, that's that's pretty much it. I, you I mean like, the, you mean the hot takes? Yes. Both important material for me on the show. That's what that's for. Yeah, yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah, and I, I like bulletin board material. I thrive on that. <laughs> You're gonna get my best stuff when I have the bulletin board material. <laughs> you were deal. You were dealing with early career. I mean, it's, it's, it's their their show is is huge, but it's really no different than ours. It's just they're just giving their opinion. Yeah, but and, and they don't watch the Sixers every night like like we do. They they watch like the you know the nationally televised stuff. That's even more of a reason not to take their opinion on it. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't take their opinion. He just he likes the opinion. Yeah, I, I I like it. Just added juice. So if you like their opinion, you'll be like, yeah, he's he, he know what he's talking about. And if you don't like it, you're going to be like, man, he's an idiot. Man, he don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah that's true. Cause it, <laughs> <I'll>, sure. <laughs> if I hear a Stephen A. Smith uh, clip where he says something good about Embiid, I'll I'll screen record that and post it on Twitter. But if I don't hear that, I'll be like, yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, depends how honest you are as a fan. I like to I like to try and stay honest, but even with the guys who know they're talking about, they say dumb things. Like Reggie Miller last night said we couldn't come back because we weren't as experienced or play as good defense as the Lakers do. That was that was a dumb comment. Like whether. I like Miller or not. I was just like, that's stupid. I mean, we weren't as good as the defensive team as the Lakers were that night. Mm, yeah. They came back all the way. We didn't. No, I mean, the way they were defending that night, we haven't had, like, we've had guys that, but the way they were clicking, no. Nah, yeah. I can see that. Um, but overall, you no. Know, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, as a team. As a team. But in that particular game, yeah, they, they – they came back. It was more of them than it was Dallas. Yeah. 
Yes. And I think against us, it was more Dallas just got a little cold, colder. Yeah. And it, we made shots. I mean, it was, but they got hot and then they got cold. Yeah. <laughs> so we had, they got a lead. They lost the lead. Mm-hmm. That damn third quarter again. We lost that by 15. Oof. We jinxed it by talking about third quarters last week. I know. I know. Um, you but- jinxed it. <laughs> yeah, you jinxed it, Tasia. Um, I haven't talked about it in a long time. That's true. That was the first time we talked about it in a while. Um, okay, so uh, Monday, so we, we'll see each other again on Tuesday. Uh, Monday, we travel to Indiana for game four of the road trip. We lead the season series two games to nothing so far. Who do you guys have in that one on Monday night? We'll beat the Pacers. Because we'll have to. Yeah. Bounce back. We lose the Pacer game. So you can't have us losing the Pacers. You just you have us beating the Bucks. No, no, no. I, I'm not. We're winning the Pacer game. I'm saying if we lose the Pacer <laughs> game, there are some problems. And then I do lean possibly hard and rumors affecting teammates. Something's got to be there. Just because they lose to the Pacers? After losing five out of six and then losing to the Pacers? The Pacers just went to um Boston. They took them Boston over. One. Oh, yeah. See, Tasia, what you just said, now that is something I hear on first take. Like a, a loss like that, Indiana, oh, they, they, need, they need to blow it up. Now that's a first take comment right there. See, see, Eric, the, the, this is why I watch that stuff. I see our take, too. Uh, <laughs> 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 do I need to do it like Stephen A? Let me tell you something right now. There, there you go. <laughs> very, very Let me tell you something right now. If they lose this game, Harden's going back to Houston. <laughs> there you go. There's a Stephen A take for you. All right, well. Well, hopefully you're right about the 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 uh, Milwaukee game on Saturday night. Um, yeah, we'll I, I don't know. five and a half points to say it seems weird. I, I think I actually lean Eric. Usually, I, I want to take us the money line on this one, but yeah, I'm going pure like feeling. But yeah, the the spread definitely says take. But they are the hottest team by far in the league right now. And we did look like ass last night. Yes, moment that game. Love. All right, guys. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see you guys Tuesday. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And believe in seventy six was presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys Tuesday. Hopefully, Milwaukee. Hopefully, we pull away that uh, that ladder gate part two. And uh, maybe maybe Trez wants to shoot shoot around on uh, Milwaukee's. Uh, that'd be very petty. Maybe Sixteen two. game win streak, man. So all good things are nice good. to get it. Hopefully, we can. Yes, sir. All right, guys. All right, take it easy. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.